0: On that starry, starry night 2,000 years ago, out in the back shed amongst those smelly, grotty cows and sheep, a Saviour was born. Have you ever wondered what was going on in God's heart as He washed off? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and it's great to be back with you again. Today we're going to be taking another look at Christmas from a whole different perspective please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you draw even closer to Jesus and become all that he made you to be. Way back in the olden days, as my kids call them, fathers didn't get to go in to be part of the birth of their children. More's the pity. I think they were really robbed of something very special. Well, of course, mostly that's changed these days. Way back... 2,000 years ago, out in the back shed, behind the hotel, with the farm animals. A little fellow called Joshua was born. We call him Jesus. We know Mary was there, and we know that Joe, Joseph, her fiancé was there. The animals were there. But there was someone else. God. Dad, as Jesus used to call him. He was there too. Watching intently as his son, the son of God, Mary's son, the son of man, was born. I wonder... I wonder how he was feeling that night. When you were a kid, you know, Christmas morning, and you woke up and you think, oh, it's Christmas, and you race out into the lounge room, and the tree's there, and the presents are there, and you race into mum and dad's bedroom and scream at the top of your lungs, he's been, he's been. The excitement, the, the quivering anticipation, opening the presents. Kids have an amazing, innocent way of having fun, of enjoying things like Christmas. Kids enjoy little things, so so completely, so intensely, and then we grow up. Christmas can feel sometimes like a ritual. I talked about it the other day here on A Different Perspective. You know, It becomes a chore, we rush, it's a, a race to the finishing line. It's no wonder that Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like a little child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This Christmas juggernaut is heading our way turtling towards us, and I wonder whether in the middle of all of that, through those words of Jesus, God isn't actually saying to us, be like a little kid, enjoy Christmas, enjoy the very first Christmas present that was ever given, my son, Jesus. I sometimes wonder, what was it like for dad that night? The religious leaders of the day got really upset with Jesus when he was growing up, and he referred to God as Dad. He actually used the word Abba. And the best translation that we have for the word Abba is Dad. It's a very familiar, very loving term. And he always referred to God as Dad when he was praying. It was Dad. So I wonder, how was Dad feeling on that night? I mean, here's how it goes. God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. These three persons in one, God, have lived together together for all eternity in a perfect and loving relationship. But all along, God knew that this act of love, of creating the world, of the universe, you and me, giving us free choice all along, God knew that our free choice would result in us rejecting him. Was God surprised when we rejected him? Not at all. He knew it's the price of giving us a free will. Was Jesus dying on the cross, some hastily put-together plan B? I think not. This act of love, of creating us in God's image and giving us a free choice, the moment God did that, God knew that he would have to deal with our failure, with our rejection of him, with what he calls sin. He always knew that he would need to send his son Jesus into this world. That was always plan A. And it's a supreme act of love. So here we are on that starry, starry night. Mary... Mum, God the Father, Dad, and little Joshua. Jesus deciding to step out of heaven, to lay all his glory and his power aside, and to be poured into this, this little body that began like yours and mine. This little body that grew up into a man. And there are basically three things. Three things that Jesus did for us. The first one I like to call show and tell. One of the most important things that Jesus does as a man is he shows us through his human face what God is like. He said, if you want to know what God's like, look at me, because I am the exact image. The way that I react and respond to things is exactly the way that God the Father reacts and responds to things. That's really important. If we ever wonder what does God look like, all we have to do is go and look at Jesus and we see what God looks like. The second thing was he paid the price. We want justice in this world. We all want justice. You and I know that we've made mistakes. You and I know that we've failed. And so Jesus came to pay the price so that you and I, when we believe in him, can have this free gift of a relationship with God, eternal life. Jesus paid the price. But he also rose again. He gave us a hope for a future, an eternal future. He gave us a victory over sin and death and eternal life. He came to show us what God is like. He came to pay the price for our sin, mine and yours. And he came to give us a hope of eternal life, a living hope. So here we are. We look back on that night 2,000 years ago. The shepherds, the angels, Jesus born amongst these animals. If you or I were God the Father, what would have been going through our heart? What would have been going through our mind? Like any dad, a new baby, joy flooding through you. This little baby not in a castle fit for a king, not in a comfortable home, in this cold, uncomfortable animal shelter that we romantically refer to as the stable. This unhygienic, smelly, rancid place. The manger, the animal's feeding trough. As the Son of God came into this harsh world, drew his first breath. What was going on in the Father's heart? Were there tears in his eyes? It was this great joy because he knew this plan that he'd always had for you and me was being born here in the manger this beloved son of his, would reveal his love to us? Was his heart torn with grief at the same time, knowing what Jesus would have to suffer? Was his heart aching at the price that his child would pay, at the hands of the very people whom he loved? And as he watched his son being born in that stable and crying out for the first time, was his heart a flood for love, for you and for me? Knowing that here at the turning point of history, here at the most significant thing that will ever happen, the birth of Jesus, God was hatching his plan for you and me. When we look at Christmas and we say, am I going to enjoy this Christmas? And sometimes we look at the crass commercial approach that's taken over what Christmas is. You see how far we've strayed. You see how easy it is for us to miss the point point and amongst all the cacophony of sound and advertising and and wrapping paper and food and, and stuff, to miss that small, quiet voice of Christmas, which is God speaking to you and me, saying, Here, here is Christmas. Here is my son, my son Jesus, who came to tell you about me, who came to die for you on the cross, to rise again, to show you that you have a certain hope of an eternal future. How easy is it for us to miss that quiet, small voice? My prayer for you this Christmas, for you, for your family, for all of those whom you love, is that you will hear that quiet, small voice this Christmas. And I wish you and your family a blessed, peaceful, and graceful Christmas in Jesus Christ. alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free, and I'd love to send it to you. Or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective.